College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Look for the Save Now, Save Later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? It's me, Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden. And I just wanted to uh, remind you that I've been doing double duty, burning the candle at both ends, doing some burning of the midnight oil, hosting the Jimbo Hannon show. It's late night radio. He's out right now, and I've been covering the show. And it's an interview show, so I've had the opportunity to meet with a few people and have these really in-depth conversations with them. And one of the people I spoke with right after his arrest because of the January January 6th hearing was Peter Navarro, former White House trade advisor. And here's an excerpt of that interview as a bonus episode. Listen to this. And I'm looking at a little bit of breaking news here on CNN.com. Peter Navarro called arresting agents kind Nazis, FBI says, after they told him he could call a lawyer, but not the media. And I said, you know what? We got to get to the bottom of this. I want to hear all about what happened with Peter Navarro. So I said, let's get Peter Navarro on the line. And here he is. Welcome, Peter Navarro. <laughs> Brother Valdez. <laughs> That's a great entry. Uh, yeah, let me um, let me just talk a little bit about what, what's been going on. Um, this this primetime uh, witch hunt that these people saw last night uh, from this committee um, in Congress um, subpoenaed me some time ago uh, to testify, and it's a situation in which, as a senior White House advisor, I'm subject to the executive privilege uh, of President Trump. Um, executive privilege is something that goes back to the days of George Washington. It's a, it's a privilege that exists in order to have uh, presidents be able to get candid advice from people like me. Uh, and the law has protected that zealously uh, throughout uh, our republic. The, um, the committee uh, has put me in this untenable position where they, they threatened me with coercion if I didn't uh, waive the privilege. It's not my privilege to waive, and, and uh, we went through a process where they've held me in contempt of Congress. I mean, who in America does not hold Congress in contempt, uh, I would say parenthetically. Uh, and, and they're playing hardball against every conceivable interpretation uh, of the law. And I think, I think um, it's no coincidence that last Tuesday I filed a civil suit questioning the legitimacy of the committee, questioning uh, whether they were uh, violating what's called separation of powers in our Constitution, and most importantly, uh, taking an interpretation uh, of executive privilege in which uh, Joe Biden could could waive the privilege of his predecessor, Donald Trump, which 
there's nothing <laughs> and nothing in our case law to suggest that. So I'm in a, in a fight. Uh, I, I've, uh, I've got uh, massive legal bills facing me. I've got this new book out called Taking Back Trump's America, which uh, I hope will serve as my legal defense fund. I'm hoping folks listening to this show will buy that book, not just to support me against what I think is, in fact, an authoritarian government here. But also, uh, if you're a MAGA person or a, a Trump uh, supporter, taking back Trump's America really is the blueprint and battle cry for not only taking back the White House in 2024, but also getting Pelosi the hell out of Capitol Hill, at least in terms of controlling the House in 2022. So it's been an interesting, it's been an history run. The, the yeah. kind Nazi thing, I think, is interesting in and of itself because uh, putting that in a in a in a filing, I thought was t- you know typical FBI stuff. Uh, but you know the the reference there, I think, is apropos for those who understand the term "good Nazis." And the good Nazis were those um, who who obeyed the bad Nazis. You know, Hitler, uh, Mengele, Himmler, Goebbels. Those, those were you know, the bad, 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 evil beyond belief folks who engaged in, in mass assassins. But the problem in Germany was that the good Nazis were the ones that simply went along with the fascists and authoritarians controlling their government. We have a problem here. Uh, I, I'm actually, interestingly enough, Rich, uh, I'm looking at the FBI now right through my window. I live 50 <laughs> yards away. And Are they, they uh, staking they, you out? They They're in one of those dark sedans? Yeah, you know, I wave to them and maybe I'm seeing, seeing gesture every once in a while when I'm kind of like in, in that, that kind of mood. But the point is that here's the thing. I want people listening now to put themselves in my shoes, okay? Um, I've done nothing wrong. All I did was take a position on behalf of the commander-in-chief in the Constitution. Yeah, and let me just uh, and, remind and, everybody about that, right? Because, uh, you know, I'll toot your horn for you. You're a 72-year-old Harvard-trained economist that's had a great career yeah. as a professor, gets uh, requested, a Democrat, right, gets requested to serve as the White House trade advisor to give advice on China policy and trade policy, and you, you accept and you go and you do your job. And in the, the commission of you doing your job, somehow you're now the bad guy because they hate your boss, they being the, the committee and the Democrats. Yes. And yeah. you, you get held in contempt of Congress because you said, well, the president has presidential privilege and it's his privilege to waive, not mine. I can't just go violate that. So I can't do whatever it is you want me to do, comply with your subpoena. And as others in the past have not complied with congressional subpoenas, they've been held in contempt and nothing's happened. But for you, they wait till you're on your way to one of your speaking engagements. You go to the airport and they rush you like like you're a criminal and they put you in handcuffs and like leg irons and they put you in. Tell us exactly how that worked out. Yeah. Play by um, play. I, yeah. Let me let me get uh, let me start uh, with Friday. Friday's the day they took me, and it was a taking. But the real story began on Wednesday night uh, when I sent a, a letter first to Patricia Alloy, the deputy attorney, out basically trying to trying to put me in prison. And it was a a letter that said, "Look, I'm in this untenable position. Let's find the modus vivendi here." 
and suggested yet again that they contact the president uh, about uh, possibly waiving the privilege because that's that was you know that's the only thing. I mean, I, I if you yeah, that, so so I send that and I, importantly importantly I include the number of an attorney to talk to. Okay. And then that same night, I called Walter Giadana, who is the FBI agent uh, who would make the arrest on Friday. He's the same FBI agent who the week before had come in the early morning, banged on my door and, and, and issued a subpoena when he just as easily could have come late. You know, it's like harassment. And I called him. I was very cordial. It's like, Walter, it's like, look, if you got any more subpoenas, I'm here. Just call me. And if you got anything else, I'm more than happy to cooperate. Right? So I did that on Wednesday. Right? On Thursday, they're you know they're they're behind closed doors concocting this plot. And rather than do what's the right thing, which is to allow me a voluntary surrender without the humiliation of leg irons, um, mm-hmm. which is very common. Let me tell you, say this, Rich. It's like for white collar. Crime, the norm is voluntary surrender. It's not. It's not like like Gestapo tactics at the airport. Right? It's, yeah. And it's particularly appropriate in my case because there's no fraud alleged in my case. Right? I'm not that kind of criminal. I just it's like a technical violation. So so they decided to go full 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 metal jacket on me on Friday, <laughs> and so I you know I get out of bed morning, have breakfast. I'm on my way to Nashville to do the Mike Huckabee show. Um, and they could have, like, stopped me at my door. They could have taken me there. Instead, they let me get all the way to the airport. Um, and as I go go through the ticketing and get in the uh, the jet, what they call the jetway, right, they close everybody off in the back trying to get on the plane and send three FBI agents behind me. And two guys are waiting at the door of the plane, and they rush me. And, you know, you're under arrest, Mr. Navarro. Now, here's what's really important, Rich. And this is going to – I filed a motion on this today. This is going to become a key element in the case. One of the first things I said to the agent was that I wanted to uh, call somebody for legal advice, which at that point I urgently needed, okay? And I said that. Um, more than once. It's like the Giordano. I want to call somebody for legal advice. And, and they denied me that right. And then they gave me kind of what, what I would say would be a, a informal reading of my, my Miranda rights. And, and uh, they confiscated my phone, uh, took me down out the gate, down onto the tarmac, but it slapped me in handcuffs. And then I went off to FBI headquarters. And then from there, they, this is where the real horror show went. I, you know, I was with the FBI, I don't know, maybe 20, 25 minutes. But they take me over to uh, effectively this dungeon. <laughs> well, you know what? Hold on to the dungeon. I want to I want to hit a pause and then we'll come back and we'll pick up on the dungeon because I think this is we want to give it enough time. Folks, we're on with Peter Navarro, former White House trade advisor to uh, President Trump, Peter Navarro. It was arrested last week and treated like a criminal just for not complying with a congressional subpoena. Mind you, this is something that former Attorney General Eric Holder did, and he was never arrested. He was never, you know, put in handcuffs for anything, doing the same exact thing of being held in contempt of Congress. This is America. 
Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. And uh, we had a cliffhanger, right? We left you hanging. Peter Navarro was telling us exactly what happened when they put him in the dungeon, and we're going to pick up on that. But I want to remind you that Peter Navarro, former White House trade advisor, he's the author of a brand new book, Taking Back Trump's America, Why We Lost the White House and How We'll Win It Back. The hardcover is available. You can go to Amazon.com or wherever you buy your books. Uh, there's also a Kindle version for $14.99. I'm looking at it, honestly. You, you know, for a little over 50 bucks, you can buy two of these for Father's Day. Keep one, give one to Pops. So I encourage you to go there and check out the book, Taking Back Trump's America by Peter Navarro. Now, Peter Navarro, um, let's finish this story. Not finish, but continue, where you left off with getting thrown into this FBI dungeon. Yeah, uh, to be clear, it's the... Uh what the FBI did was take me to the district court and hand me off mm. to the federal marshals. So they're the ones that ran this particular dungeon. So I, I go <laughs> out there, the FBI comes in with me, right? And they hand me over. So again, remember, former Trump trade advisor, the only thing I'm ever guilty of is saving, like, help to save millions of lives during the pandemic and hundreds of thousands of jobs created in manufacturing, right? This, mm-hmm. this is the guy, right? So I come in. And uh, they make me uh, strip, right, down to my skivvies, and I get the full kind of caress treatment, right? I'm a dangerous guy. You know, I got, got you know, cat, you know, I got stuff in my cavity that they're going to shoot somebody with, right? And uh, they take my belt, my shoelaces, my tie. There was a kind of comical thing where I had a drawstring on my boxer shorts, and they couldn't find the scissors to cut that, so they allowed me to keep that on, right? And then, uh, and this is like, it's like, yeah, I'm kind of like laughing at this point almost because this is so friggin' absurd. And then it got really serious because they slapped the leg irons on, and I'm going, "What? You, you, wow. you, you, are you serious? You're putting me in leg irons?" And then I'm supposed to follow this guy down the hall. He's going like a mile a minute, and if you're in leg irons, you can't have a full stride. So it's kind of like. So and then what? Okay, so they put me, and they were proud to tell me this. They put me in John Hinckley's cell, right? Okay, so so the the the, the White House advisor, who's in a jail cell because he's standing up for the Constitution in the name of President Trump, is in the same jail cell as the guy who shot Ronald Reagan. Okay, uh, go figure. But but here's what's interesting, Rich. It's yeah. like two things are going on. As I was in solitary confinement with my phone confiscated without any ability to contact anybody, the story immediately breaks, right? Which means that the Justice Department and the FBI leaked that immediately to the media, okay? And this is kind of their MO. They wanted to to show this story, you know, like a a few days before this primetime witch hunt began, um, and really kind of show that they're the boss and the bully. And, and, and you know, it's kind of like the Chinese proverb, like, kill the chicken to scare the monkey, right? I'm, I'm the chicken, the monkey's everybody else in America who, who better bow down uh, to these people. Now, the other thing that, that happened 
with something that didn't happen, which is to say I had no access to any legal advice. And, and literally three minutes before I'm going to see the magistrate as I'm trying to put my shoelaces back on, um, they tell me they're going to stick me with a public defender. It's like, what? It's like, <laughs> and then it's like, if I don't do the public defender, I'll probably have to spend the night in jail because it kind of, the rules are I got to have somebody there. It's like, you guys got to gotta be kidding. Okay. And they're pulling out every single stop to screw me and deny me. Uh, it just put wow. me at a disadvantage. So, you know, I'm, I'm fighting them now um, on the whole thing. And it's astonishing how much this stuff costs. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I was one of the few guys in the White House who was just a working class step, right? You know, I'm, I'm not poor, but, you know, I don't have Steve Mnuchin money, right? And yeah. so I'm looking at, at legal bills. I'm kind of like, what? Are you telling me? If I, if I'm a half a million dollars, that's a low estimate. I mean, it's like half a million, million. It's like, so I'm, I'm in a situation now where I've got to like decide what to do. You know, and my choice is like, if I, if I bow to their lawfare and coercion and spend all that money out of my own pocket, it's like, you know, I mean, dog food in my retirement. So that's why I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pushing the, the, the Trump taking back Trump's America book. Um, because it's a great book and it's the battle plan to get back the White House, but it's also the legal defense. And that's where things stand. There's no, Rich, there's no reason in God's good earth why they should be pursuing a criminal charge against me. The case law on this is clear. It's yeah. just absolutely clear, dating back to Nixon. They, they want information. The government wants information. And the, 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 what, the, what the law says they have to do is pursue getting that information in the least burdensome, non-punitive way they can. The first option was for them to go to talk to Trump and his lawyers directly to see if he would waive the privilege. Uh, they did not do that, to my knowledge. Just didn't do it. The second thing would be a civil suit, which they did back in uh, during the George W. Bush administration, when they, the Democrats did not control the Department of Justice, so they couldn't get a criminal contempt charge pushed. Mm. So they went and sued in a civil suit. Uh, Myers and, and Josh Bolton were the two, Let me ask uh, you, Peter, two people wh- in the Bush administration. Where do you go from here? What's the next step for you? Because we got about a minute to go. Yeah, uh, just have to f- to fight these bastards. I mean, it, it's as simple as that. And and I, you know, I think uh, the the outrage I'm hearing from people across the aisle. This this is like a bridge too far for this. The, the, the FBI is has completely discredited itself, but it's not the first time. I mean, the whole Russia. Yeah, I think we're losing you there, Peter. But while while we're doing that, taking back Trump's America—that's the book that Peter Navarro just wrote—and it's right now. It's a it's a bestseller. I would recommend it. Why we lost the White House and how we will win it back. Taking back Trump's America. Get two copies. Peter Navarro, give us a quick fifteen-second wrap-up. Uh, it's, it's here. <laughs> that's the FBI. Yeah, they're tapping in. Stop. Yeah, yeah, they're tapping in. They, they did surveillance. That look. This is not about me. Uh, this is about uh, President Trump and justice and getting him back in the White House so we have a safe and prosperous country. So let's stand up uh, for what's right, and that's what I'm trying to do here. Perfect. Peter Navarro, thank you for being with us. Again, the book, Taking Back Trump's America. Make sure you get a copy. Get two copies. Get one for Father's Day. Thanks again, Peter. I appreciate it. This is America. I'm Sulin Wong 
host of The Prince, a new podcast series from The Economist. It's about China's leader, Xi Jinping. He's the most powerful man in the world, but he remains a mystery. His story is hidden behind a brutal censorship and propaganda machine. After 10 years in charge, it looks like he'll break convention to stay on, perhaps for the rest of his life. I'll tell the real story of China's leader, the lessons he learned from watching his parents lose everything and from rising through the ranks of a vicious regime. Now, he's using those lessons to control over a billion people. He's changed China, he's changed my life, and the decisions he makes affect us all. To understand what's next, you need to know where he came from. Listen to The Prince from The Economist, wherever you get your podcasts. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.